You've been out for a long time. I, I hate to say it, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to pull the plug, but I'm going to pull the plug because it's expensive. And I'll be honest with you, the Josh Hartnett lawsuits are piling up. And that is not going well in court. And so I need the money. You aren't coming back. And so I think it's just better if I pull the plug and then just go to Red Robin and get some fries. What the fuck? Was that you? Are you there? Clap, clap above your dick if you're there. Make a noise. Shit. Red Robin? Yum. Red, Red Robin. Yum. Red Robin fries with the special sauce on them. Oh, God, I want some Red Robin right now. Oh, my God, it's you. You are alive. It's me. <laughs> Wait, why am I? Oh, why is there a hospital bed in the studio? What's going on? You went into a coma. There why was a... I... Something happened. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want you to go back in the coma again, but, but something happened, and you just dropped, man. Was it the excessive masturbation? No. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you're clear on that. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cleaning out your apartment was rough. You cleaned out my apartment? Why? You've been out for, like, almost a year. What? Yeah, it's been a while. Bullshit. Yeah. No, it's been a while. Uh, you've been out since October. Uh, October of this year. Right? I just, Let's not talk about it. Let's not. You know, October of a certain time. Uh, well, last year, maybe. Um, you know, just you don't need to think about it. I don't want last you to think about year? It. It's been a year? Yeah, I mean, it's almost been a year, yeah. It's, it's been a minute. A lot of things happened. Okay. A lot of celebrities died. Uh, yeah, no, I know. David Bowie died. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. It got worse. How does it get worse than David Bowie? Well, obviously, Anton Yelchin, Gary Marshall. What? Miss, Miss Cleo. Seriously? Yeah, for real. R2-D2. Okay, now you're fucking with me. He's not even real. No. Yeah, Kenny Baker. R2-D2. No, R2-D2 died? Dead. Remember the guy that founded Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, Lou Pearlman? Dead. John Glenn, Circled the Moon? Dead. What? Gene Wilder? Dead. Shut up. Stop. Jerry Heller? Dead. Oh, my God. Hey, I, do you remember in college how we had to read Edward Albee plays? Yeah. Guess who doesn't need to read any new Edward Albee plays because he's dead. Hey, did you ever watch, ever watch Sound of Music? Yeah. You want to bang the oldest daughter a little bit? She's pretty hot. Yeah. At least now I'm you can because she's dead. I mean, uh, it's necrophilia, uh, but dead. Buckwheat from the fucking little, little rascals. Little rascals buckwheat? Dead. Okay. You like so golf? Arnold Palmer, dead. Arnold Palmer's dead? Arnold Palmer's dead. You can't mix lemonade and, and, and tea, tea anymore. It's uh, not allowed. He's dead. Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, you know how earlier I said um, <coughs> it didn't get worse? Craig Sager, you know, Crazy Suits guy? He's awesome. Yeah. Dead. Dad from Growing Pains, dead. Zsa Gabor, dead. George Michael. Wham? No. Wham into the grave, dead. Oh. Yeah, it was too soon, but dead. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell you this. What? You know how early I said R2-D2 was dead? Yeah. And he took Princess Leia with him. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Carrie Fisher died, and then Debbie Reynolds died a day later. Her mom? Yeah, there's no Debbie Reynolds and there's no Carrie Fisher in this world anymore. Those, those, those things aren't around. Why did you wake me up? 
because I have some good news and I have some bad news. And I don't okay. want the good news to do to you what it did before, but I think you've already been shocked awake enough to hear this again. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Actually, hang on. I, I, let me get another beer. Hang on. Okay. Okay. I am impressed that you had the beer underneath your hospital bed. I did not think to look under there. <laughs> Would you think this was an erection? Uh, yeah. Surprise. You're welcome that I'm that optimistic. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Okay, so you ready for the good news? Yes, please. The Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> nice. Okay, no, seriously, is there actually anything good to tell me? The Bears yeah? no longer have Jay Cutler as their starting quarterback. Okay. Okay, that that I can believe. The, the Cubs thing, that's... that's the Cubs really did win the World Series. Seriously? The Chicago Cubs are the 2016 World Series champions for the first time in anyone's living memory. So, uh, does the Antichrist uh, walk amongst us? Is hell frozen over? I mean, Jesus, that's insane. The Cubs actually finally won. I mean, you're sort of right on those last two because a month after that, Donald Trump won the election. Ah, shit. Get the paddles. Come on, somebody get in here. Ah, this nurse button doesn't work at all. Fuck. God damn it. What does this button do? Ready? Oh! Yeah! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Down. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions. But you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I am still Brian. Hey, still Brian. How you doing? I am still here. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I'm sure you guys missed us. We actually did get some uh, some some messages, not as not as many as I would have hoped. I mean, we were gone for almost a year, but, you know, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. That, that email that asked us if we had officially gotten married and moved to uh, a state where gay marriage is legal was sort of cynical. But uh, I appreciate <laughs> that you think that I could score someone as hot as Seth. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank in you. In your dreams, Brian. Yeah, I really did appreciate that writer of that email. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, we're alive and kicking and stuff. Yep. And we are back. Uh, we finally got the uh, the gag order lifted. So mm -hmm. we're allowed to broadcast again. Yeah. And, um, thanks, uh, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, thanks, Oprah. <laughs> and Josh Hartnett, who also <laughs> basically took us over for like a year and was like, no, you are not allowed to talk ever again until you apologize for talking about me fucking bears. Uh, uh, did did I just mention it again? And now yeah. we're going to get... Oh, shit. Yep. Back let's in the just, coma I go. Let's just call it the Hartnett event and never speak of it again. <laughs> so we'll have, uh, we'll have two eras now of the show. We'll have pre-Hartnett event... Mm -hmm. And and post Hartnet event, PH and uh, PP. There you go. We're living in the post part po post Hartnet period. PHP. PHP. Not yeah. to be confused with PCP, which is a completely the different reaction. Yeah, that was the that's the post. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul period. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, Chris Paul, mm -hmm. he plays basketball. I'm fresh out of a coma. The segues are going to take a minute to get better. Sure. but They are thundering down the uh, <laughs> segue, segue. 
Speaking of the Thunder, that's a basketball team. That sure is. And uh, there's another basketball team that you and I are fans of. You definitely more so than me. I'm a I'm a I'm a Bulls fan first and foremost. But my secondary team is your what third fourth favorite team? I think. Uh, the first favorite team. Oh, your first favorite team, Portland, Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Yes. Uh, looks like they uh, may potentially be in the playoffs here. I want to ask you, as a person that is, you know, you you're you're enjoying the trailblazers these days mm-hmm. how does it feel to root for a team that has made the playoffs occasionally okay first of all the bulls have pretty much always made the playoffs for the last several years they don't get real far but they've made it how, how does it feel to root for a team that has expectations do they though no do they the trailblazers don't have they expectations really don't. This, Not year? this year if they make it in i'll be super thrilled they've already you know they're gonna get a terrible draft pick because i mean maybe who knows but uh, you know they're they're in the hunt. They're right there on the cusp. They're currently eighth, which is like they're one game ahead of the Nuggets. Mm. Which come on, don't let anybody name the Nuggets into the playoffs. <laughs> Just makes me think of the Bud Nuggets, and it's not good. So, <laughs> no. What's a Butt Nugget, Brian? Well, since someone with a hairy asshole, I can tell you that it's when shit gets cut. Ca- okay, we should not go there. <laughs> and the show is unclassy. Less than three minutes in. Yay. Fantastic, fantastic work. On bringing up butt nuggets, <laughs> I think we both deserve the blame for that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm super pumped about the Blazers' chances. And uh, I th- are the Chicago Bulls in the hunt? Are they I think the last time I saw, they were. They're they're not. I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, that at this point they're basically the Dwayne Wade retirement plan. <laughs> that's okay because the Cubs won the World Series. They did. Ah, oh, that was exciting. I know. I know. We uh, joked about being in a coma earlier, but man, that was a good series. That was a good. Pretty much all the series. Series. Yeah. Pretty much all the series. The series that the that the Cubs had throughout the playoffs, I thought was. I thought they were pretty much. They were all good matchups there was no yeah. slaughtering going on it was it was n- a nail biter so that was an exciting world series went as, to a, as a big dodgers fan i was sad to see the dodgers get bounced but man i have to say as a fan of good baseball that was just a fantastic season fantastic postseason great world series between them and the indians uh yeah no they were that was that was great i they they're a hell of a team and guess what folks it's almost baseball season again <laughs> so hooray so, do you think going into the new season, do you think that the Cubs are still? Did they? Did they have any? Ma- they lost a catcher. I know that he was. Uh, he retired. He was, yeah. Yeah. He Ross retired. Retired. Um, but have they had any other big losses, or do you think they're still going to be contenders this year? First, let's let's hear from you. I want to know what I the Chicago fan believes. I don't follow a lot of post like, off season moves of any sports. I genuinely don't, so I couldn't tell you. I'm, I'm of course hopeful that they've got enough of their, enough of their core players, and they were a young team to, uh, to be contenders again. But I don't know if there've been any big trades or moves that, uh, that might shake things up a little bit. I know you're well, into all me, that stuff. Let me give you the minute rundown. I could probably even do it in thirty seconds. All right, so and go. Lost David Ross, their catcher, the old guy who retired, and it was the most beautiful story ever. Uh, fortunately, because they're the Cubs and they have the world's greatest farm system, they brought up Wilson Contreras, who's like the next big best catcher in Major League Baseball. So problem solved there. So they have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got Kyle Schwarber back uh, in the World Series. And so now he's back for a full season. 
and then they traded their terrible guy Jorge 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 Soler was traded to the Kansas City Royals uh, to pick them up Wade Davis, who's a pretty damn good closer, closing pitcher. So even losing a role, this Chapman, the guy that could throw 100 miles an hour and scares the shit out of everyone, even though he's gone, does still be fine. So, nice. yeah, I'd say the Cubs right now are the favorites to win the World Series again. Wouldn't uh, it be beautiful if they could win two in a row? I mean, it's, it's been long enough. But, yeah, I'd have to say Chicago is up there. Uh, the Dodgers, as always, are in the talks, but we'll see. Uh, and... And the Indians, and this is it's it's, it's going to be a lot like last season, I think. I don't baseball. The thing with baseball is it's like a glacier. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that are terrible don't get really good fast. So if you were disappointed by the Cincinnati Reds last year, you're probably going to be disappointed again this year. So uh, Yankees still bottom feeders then. They have a bunch of really good young players. They're like the Cubs four years ago when they had a lot of talent, but they were all just too damn young to really be good. Mm-hmm. They could surprise people, but I mean they're the Yankees, so fuck them. <laughs> All right, that's fair. And it's funny you you sound like a, a Red Sox fan more so than a a uh, Dodger. I, I, I always called you a Giants fan. <laughs> uh, fuck them, especially <laughs> the Giants. I mean, the 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 thing with the Giants is I have massive respect for them. The Yankees, uh, they were just god. They they're just they're just like the e- they are the empire. Okay. Of yeah. uh, of stuff. They're the New England Patriots. Of uh, of the the baseball league, basically. Funny you should mention them. Huh? Why is that? Because they're a pile of shit. They are like New York Yankees. <laughs> they are. I like that our new podcast form is Brian hates on things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Yankees? Yeah, fuck them. I feel like we Tom should. Tom Brady, maybe, uh, he can eat a dick. <laughs> we should we should maybe reformat the show, come up with a new name, just call it like Grizzled Old Man. Grizzled Old Man. Grizzled Old Man Time. Grizzled Old Man Hour. Seth Fantastic. and the Grizzly. Oh, that sounds good. And maybe Josh, uh, I mean, that guy <laughs> would stop suing us. Oh, God. Seth and the Grizzly would be a sequel to the uh, Ooh, thing. That we sounds like a good about. 80s sitcom that never happened. Doesn't Seth it, Seth and the Grizzly. Yeah. And you guys just solve mysteries together. and you know, uh-huh. every On week ABC, Tuesdays, right after ALF. Time to watch Seth and the Grizzly. It's a show that just died. Immediately on impact. <laughs> it's just you and a grizzly puppet wandering around with my voice. Oh crimes. my god, dude! Talking about shows that I pray will die on impact. Ooh, okay. Do you know who is getting their own show, their own reality TV show? Ooh, okay. Uh, I would guess the Kardashians, but they already have one, so not them. Not Carrie Fisher or Debbie Reynolds. So Ouch. Again, who's them? Uh, no, who who is it? Because I I feel like they're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel at this point. Oh, they they're now looking at the gunk under the barrel. Whew. Cash me outside, how about that? Okay, this is a great moment here. This is what we have this show. Please explain to me who the fuck this chick is. <laughs> because well, people people I know keep referencing her and I have no idea who is this is this is she a not a woman. Is she a girl? Like She's like a kid? 13-year-old girl. Okay. And she is a 13-year-old bitch. And I say that not in any form other than, oh, my God, what a bitch. If I if we let it fly, this w- C word would be appropriate here. She got famous sure. because she and her mom were on Dr. Phil. Okay. Because... She, purely because she is a terror. She is a bitch. And, um, and Dr. Phil is a scum-sucking. Yes. 
pile of horse dung. So right. yes, okay. <laughs> Again, so, uh, this is grizzled old man hates on things. <laughs> Love it. So basically, I it took me a while to figure it out too. I started. I learned about her through some of the weird memes and stuff, and had no idea yeah, what the yeah, source keep material was. I, yeah. So okay. Um, but basically, my understanding is she's just she was she's your basic teenager, but a billion times worse, and. She thinks she she's like this thirteen year old little white girl that acts like she's from the streets and okay she was on there and yeah like they do on those on those shows the crowd you know like would laugh at things she'd say or boo right. things she'd say boo yay and she got uppity and and like yelled out at some lady in the crowd she's like cash me outside how about that and Doctor Phil's like I. I don't understand what that means, and the mom stepped in to interpret and basically say she was, she was inviting her to to meet her outside so they could fight. <laughs> I really hope, I really hope the mom said like that, like an, oh yes, no, Doctor Phil, this is <laughs> she was inviting her to uh to engage in fisticuffs upon the boardwalk <laughs> later this evening, like a true scallywag, <laughs> like a true scallywag that my my progeny is. <laughs> no, I, I really mean, hope the mom is like just this high English lady going around explaining She's definitely not, but compared to her Crap. daughter, she at least seems that way. Like, the uh. mom seems semi-normal. Um, the daughter is just insane. But so, yeah, it's just the fact that she's like, cash me outside, how about that? And it just, because that's what internet. we are now as a as a, as a society, that the became internet. our new mantra, yeah. You don't have to, okay, I get it from there. The internet heard it. Somebody made a meme, and now here we are. I'm hearing about this shit at work, on the internet, everywhere now. And I'm guessing this 13-year-old girl is handling all of this immediate, sudden internet fame that's going to evaporate in about six months. I bet she's handling with a really level head and oh yeah, totes. just doing great. And yeah, that's why they're making a reality show. The reality show is going to be about her and her highborn British nanny mother. It actually going is going to be about her and her mom's relationship, yes. That's great. They need to recast the mom with Julie Andrews immediately <laughs> so that I can hear Julie Andrews in clipped accents. Yes, my daughter said, catch me outside for I wish to fisticuff you. How great would it be if we could actually run auditions for that role and like have, uh, have uh, Julie Andrews in there Angela Lansbury. Oh yeah. James Judy Dench. Oh, Judy Dench and this chick. Like, th- see, that's that's the part. Harvey that I, Firestein. That oh my God, I would watch the shit out of <laughs> Harvey Firestein and the Catch Me Outside girl. Oh my. See, that's what I I really hate about reality TV is like, like I I recently and this was, this is probably the worst thing and probably why our podcast is now grouchy old man. I recently got cable television for the oh. first time in. A decade easily. Why? I, I don't do ca- okay. So uh, there, there was that time that we worked uh, for a cable company. I joined that something. cable company. Why? You know, because it was the it was the only one available, and I'm tired of not seeing Dodgers games on TV, and they're the only ones with Dodgers games. So oh. I just sucked it up and I bought the damn package, and here we are. But the problem is. Now I I find myself turning the TV on randomly, occasionally thumbing through the channels and landing on like, oh, that Kardashian show. You know, I've never seen it. I wonder what, you know, I'm going to, you know, I've, I've been critical of it and I've never seen it. I'm going to, and then I click into it and I'm like, <laughs> if you want to put a beeping sound in there, by all means. <laughs> I'll, I'll add. But, 
<laughs> I might add crickets or something, but I literally, I, I, I thought you just had a mini stroke and froze no. for a second on me. That but is no. exactly what happened. A little beeping. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, I watched it, and I've been watching more reality television. Not watching, but I'll like thumb through for like a second and be like, okay, what's happening? And I think my biggest complaint, the, my biggest grouchy old man thing about it is, it's just not creative enough. It's okay. really uncreative. Like it's it's still a story. Like like uh, I think I, I looked I looked I clicked on the little info button on the on the controller mm-hmm. when I was watching the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It said something like Kim and Courtney go to New York to talk about Kanye's new fashion line, but things don't go well because Kanye's upset. I was like, you know what? That's a story. That's a story. I mean, it's not a story I give a shit about, but it's a story. <laughs> but the presentation of what I was watching for roughly ten to, to fifteen minutes was just there was no inventiveness in it there was nothing it was just some sort of orange to quote ho- ho, you know south park some orange hobbity looking motherfuckers <laughs> wandering around new york just saying stuff there's just no there's no no excitement to it it's just them being them is that it like am i missing i, I not that i'm I assume you watch slightly more reality tv than me i i have uh, i don't watch the kardashians i don't watch a lot of the mainstream reality TV. I will say that I this past season, there were two occasions where, because I don't have cable. I mm. run my shit, as you know, through Hulu, Netflix, WWE Network, Amazon Strong Prime. Strong choices. And then I have the rabbit ears that actually give me my locals in HD, which is amazing. Right. I don't get that. I remember when HD TV came out. Hey, youngins, I remember when HD came out. Oh, my God, and the grouchy old man hour. <laughs> and... Um, and I remember because I used to sell electronics, the big push for all the HDMI cords and stuff, and it's still a thing. You know, you got mm. your PS4, you want the highest quality yeah. HDMI cord. But this bunny ears antenna is connected with the old screw-in coaxial cable connection. Yep, and it gives me an HD picture. That's the thing I don't understand. How is that possible if it was supposed to be necessary to have the HD cable? Wizards. Oh, don't say that. I'll, I'll go into a trance again. <laughs> so, anyway, Hobbits. that was Hobbitses. So that that was a that was a tangent that didn't need to happen. Back to reality TV, the, you know, the important stuff in life. There was two occasions this past season uh, where I did get sucked into an episode or two of The Bachelor. No, I know. And here's how okay. I knew it happened. The first time. I say it wasn't my fault because I leave my TV on ABC as just kind of the default for my local dangerous. news and everything. I know, so right? So dangerous. But um, but my what can I say? Uh, Frankie and Sammy, they my pets. They like their stories. So hey, gotta gotta watch them. Right. So I was going to change it to something else or do something else around the house, and there was an episode of The Bachelor that was, I'm doing air quotes, hosted by. The uh, Josh Gad, who played LeFou in the new uh, right. Beauty and the Beast, and the guy, Evan something or other, that played Gaston. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. All right. I was just proud to get one of the names right. So they were hosting it. it. <laughs> I, did, I did it. And they were hosting it, and they were teasing that at some point throughout the episode of Bachelor, they were going to show a world premiere trailer oh, of Beauty right. and the Beast. And so I left it on. For that, I wanted to see that trailer. Sure. And now, I found myself three different times throughout that episode 
talking to the television, like talking back to it. Oh no! Which I was like that at that point. I was like, ah, oh, fuck! I'm watching The Bachelor. Like that was how I knew I was. Not, it was this not is just the on. moment where you become your mother and start talking to soap operas. Oh shit! No, that's been happening for a decade or more. Yeah, that's right. I admit no, it. No, by all means. Hey, what soap operas are dope? See, <laughs> see, therein as a quick little dovetail into your story. Therein is my problem with the difference between soap operas, soap operas and reality TV. In reality TV, if motherfucking Kim Kardashian had like a dead twin from a fucking <laughs> alternate universe show up, I'd watch the shit out of that show. Right? But no, it's just her doing crap in New York with her family and nothing interesting happens. See, and that's I watched a full episode and nothing happened. Like, give me an evil doctor. Oh my God, Courtney has fucking amnesia and can't remember and she's been wandering in the cornfields of Iowa for three weeks. I'd watch that. See, it's now, just not interesting. That I think, I think what I watch as far as reality TV will maybe lean more towards that, not to the point of soap opera storylines. But I, so I don't get, I don't get why people want to watch the Real Housewives. I don't get why people would want to watch the Kardashians. The ones that I actually do watch, as we've covered many times on the show, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the WWE, right? Yes. Uh, which, by the way, while I was in my coma, I yes. went to a taping of Monday Night Raw and like a, me and like my a buddies, weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. Yes. Um, Fantastic. And me and my buddies, uh, we got front row ringside seats and nice. Monday Night Raw is, you know, the big weekly televised uh, Monday Night Show on USA. Mm -hmm. And I made it on the screen several times. My crowning moment was in their big dramatic ending where one big guy's attacking this other guy outside the ring. I was, I was right in the the right third of the television, and I knew the camera was on me, and I just went ham, and it was so great. Like I, I, I made it on TV. They had to cut me out of their their packaging as they led with that attack later for their pay per view. I wasn't in that. They fe they saw me went. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> but I was I was in there in all of my. I looked like Chunk. Like I, I just kind of more of my face was like. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good look. Go for that look, especially WWE Raw. I'm you, telling you're not going to be wrong looking like Chunk there. <laughs> so now, now you can say that you are a podcast star and a star of WWE, star extra of WWE Raw. Damn straight, man. That resume just keeps getting deeper. I'm telling you, it's it's. I'm living the good life, but. So the, the, the reality show that I actually watch is Total Divas, which is the WWE uh, women's division. Right. And it follows their lives. And the reason I got into it, because initially when I heard about it, I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. It's Kardashian shit. Don't care. Sure. But they actually do have a, a fairly large element of the show is their professional lives. And so it shows... Because I think it airs, I don't know, probably like three or four months after the, after events have taken place. So okay. they'll they'll be talking about going through some of the storylines that I've already seen played out on WWE programming. I get to see the back the backstory of things and how it's going, and some of the the infighting that happens amongst the girls, and you know, jealousy and this sort of thing. And and a couple of them are are dating to slash married to some other wrestlers. So it's it is an interesting take of their life on the road. And so they do a little bit better of having things happen in each episode, more so than just oh they wandered around New York. So I think uh, also it's the WWE, so kind of they get a license at that point, right? In my opinion, 
because it's like that's sort of their thing. So at any point in the Total Divas show, does anyone hit anyone with a chair? There are some 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 slap fights and drinks being thrown and I'm trying to think if anybody is I mean so not 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 with the metal folding chair like you'd see Right, it's not like ringside magic, but there's there's some fighting that oh, goes absolutely. on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, because two of the main, two of the stars of the show, are the Bella Twins, they're actual sisters. So when they get into it, they get into it. They're fighting. I mean, it, but is it like, they're not like saying it's like totally real, right? No, and actually that was the thing I was going to say that, that I've realized bugs me about reality TV. Even this show that like I, I watch as a, as a total just fluff, guilty pleasure, it's crap sure. tv but you, you know, love wwe and it's about you know what there's i'm sure there's a dodgers reality tv show i could be watching and i would watch it oh absolutely i mean it, well, heck even the dallas cowboy cheerleaders they had that, that that's uh, right it's like like what six seasons now of making the squad or something yeah something like that but one thing that i noticed that um that bugs me and it is it is largely real actually the stuff that they handle because it's stuff that has played out um n- and i know from what from being uh, familiar with wwe like I'm getting to see Daniel Bryan and his wife Bree deal with when he got his neck injury and and had to retire from wrestling. Like that is something that legit. Okay, happened. so so sometimes it does play into real life, and then sometimes yeah. they play it up for the camera. Who knows? Exactly, but there's elements to it. Um, I was actually watching the other day where one of the divas was uh, talking to her boyfriend, and they were like they were in their hotel room. They had something had happened out at the bar. They he had left in a huff and so she was going in the hotel room and kind of snuggling up to him and trying to like apologize and stuff and i realized that the you know how sometimes when like they're they're driving on these shows they clearly have just like an in-dash cam set up in the car yeah yeah yeah. well this was like that moment when you're watching um the quote-unquote homemade porn and (laughs) uh and i love that we've (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I immediately was like, yeah, oh, man, that homemade <laughs> I'm, porn. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm I got gotcha. always watching, which sadly is not, not true. Right. So. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's a thing. But yeah, so you know how, like, when you're watching. Crouchy watching old grandpas. We watch porn <laughs> and we hate everything else. <laughs> Fuck it. But so you're watching, you're watching porn and, and maybe not even the, the supposed amateur homemade stuff, but just like the stuff where it's, it's supposed to be just those two people in the room, right? But right. You, but yeah. you become aware of the fact that the camera moves. Yeah. So I, I was noticing that the other night where I'm like, wait a second. So clearly, yes, maybe they are having a legitimate conversation, but it's not like you're catching these people's most intimate, unguarded moments because there's a whole film crew in there. It's not... It's not like, you know, they've got hidden cameras set up in the rooms and they're just capturing the life as it happens. There's a guy there whose hand is moving enough that the camera is kind of mm. jostling. And yeah. so, you know, it's y- you're very aware that these people have to be very aware that they are being filmed for the show. So I don't that's where it loses me. I'm like, OK, at what point does this, you know, are they are they really good at it, just ignoring that and they are trying to deal with stuff or does it just destroy the whole Illusion. I think at times maybe they're recreating a moment, and I think at times they do catch. I mean, you know, it's like it's a show they're putting. I mean, anytime something is on TV, it's a show. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no short of like YouTube clip shows where like people are like filming themselves like falling or some shit. Those are probably natural or not too too you know like prefabricated. But with reality TV, as far as I can tell, every episode is thought out just mm-hmm. as much as another episode. 
and then they film it more or less very similar to the way they fi- would film a regular you know TV show. Uh, the one that always the ones that really get and if and if they, they they don't need to own up to it, but the ones that kill me, the few that I've I've wandered through. Now see, here's the thing: I have never seen more than thirty seconds of The Bachelor, but okay. I've seen a lot of promos for The Bachelor because they put ads for it everywhere. They do. Now I got a question for you on this one, and maybe I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I know you're not an expert, but I got to ask about The Bachelor, and this is really—it's not even a question for you. This is a question for our female listeners because we have so many. Um, maybe you can write in and tell me this. If you are someone who watches The Bachelor and you're a woman, please, please tell me why I have to hear all the time. Because I work at a job where I work with a lot of women, mm-hmm. and they watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and I listen to them talk about The Bachelor. And they, oh, man, the, 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 uh, the gossip about The Bachelor and the, oh, what's going to happen in The Bachelor. And then when they're done with that, they like to talk about the trashy, crappy men they date because those trashy, crappy men date more than just them. And how dare those players date other women? But hey, let's go back to talking about this fucking show where one man dates 12 (laughs) women. What the fuck is with that? I don't know. That's the one thing I've I've wondered about that, too. I also wonder just the element of of the whole dating on camera aspect it's like oh it's it, name me one person from the bachelor who's actually gotten together or the bachelorette anybody who's won i'm using air rabbit quotes won the show <laughs> and stayed together none of them because they're all paid actors i actually think there are a couple that are still together but it pro- it possibly is just for follow up uh publicity stuff oh there is a reality show about them. Yes, you're right. <laughs> there is a show about like, hey, we're still together. And it, I watched literally 10 minutes of it because I was flipping through channels. And I was like, oh, hey, because fuck you, Cable. You draw me in so easily. Right. Uh, and then like 10 minutes of my life got wasted watching these people that I'm like, this is the fakest damn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just so fake. So I, d- I, d- I don't know. Anyway, reality TV aside, I've been watching some. And it's reminded me that, oh, yeah, Trump won. And that makes sense Ugh. because people watch this. So this is our first episode back. And th- I can already tell that's going to sound like a really abrupt edit. But that was not. <laughs> was not. <laughs> so one was live in the room, folks. Th- uh, this is our first episode back in almost a year. And we've got President Trump. I just want to ask you, Brian. Do we want to touch on this at all, or should we just avoid it for this one and we'll deal with it next time? We can just deal with it next time. Okay. I mean, we're we. I don't want the show to run over two <laughs> hours. There's so much to say. Uh, so and uh, let's you know, call it right now. Next episode, in case there's people that don't want to hear it, next episode will be our heavily political episode. Yes, next episode will be the politics. Right. If we had brains and we swapped them out, we would be swapping from sports to politics to <laughs> entertainment. Uh, you know, one thing we could touch on real quick. Okay. That uh, that had that happened. I um, consent to the touching. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> a Star Wars fucking movie came out. Oh my god! Yeah. And we haven't talked about it at all because we've been gone for a year. Oh so and, yeah. And and Marvel stuff has happened. Did it? Uh, Doctor Strange came out. Oh, right. That was good. I like Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. And Star Wars. And then there's going to be Guardians coming out soon. Uh, is it Guardian? soon? 
Is it still? I thought it was August again. No, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is May 5th. No shit. Yeah, they're leading the season off. Wow. I think from I, the from the I think from the Ragnarok. Of August. I think the Thor movie Ragnarok is going to be the the late one, the August one. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, from the bottom of the barrel where oh, it's a talking raccoon movie, whatever, throw it into August to leading off the summer. Right? Uh, so how do so we how do we want to freight go do we want to talk about the future, the past or the present? Well, Which let's one let's, we talk let's about? cover the past cuz you're right. The Star Wars thing was a big deal. Um, okay. here's the thing. We're still within a year, so are we going spoiler-free on this, or are we saying that it's fucking Star Wars? If you didn't see it, you don't care enough. I mean, we did that with the same with the last one. It's like it's fucking Star Wars. If you haven't watched the Star Wars movie, I don't know what to do with you. Like, skip ahead. Totally, I don't think you care if we spoil it, really. Yeah. Um, if you care, skip ahead about maybe I don't know. 15, I mean, 20 minutes. we could do our best to not talk about too many spoilers, but I mean, there's a few things that. Would have to come up. So, yeah, never mind. Fuck it. Skip ahead. I agree. I will jump straight to not the end, but after the end. Have you heard that uh, George Lucas is actually going to direct the sequel to that uh, Rogue One story? Wait, really? Yeah. You're not, you're not, this isn't like a joke. This is a thing. Yeah, the sequel, the movie that comes right after Rogue One, George Lucas will direct it. Oh. In 1977. You clever motherfucker. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I honestly believe that George Lucas was going to come back and direct Hell no. Movie. I don't think Disney will let him anywhere near it. They, Probably they, they not. Know what's oh, yeah. On. Well, I'll, I'll hear great things then. I am sure it'll be just terrible and we'll all hate it. <laughs> no, we'll but no, okay, it. so interesting. Have you watched... Um, what the fuck? It was the... Uh, the other one's obviously called A New Hope. What was the fucking Star Wars movie called that we're talking about? Uh, right Rogue now? One. It w- Rogue One. I almost said Mia Force Awakens, but <laughs> I didn't. no, no, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's pre Josh Hartnett event. <laughs> right, right. That's uh, it's in the PH, the the pre Hartnett <laughs> world. Um, for any so new listeners, by the way, <laughs> the old episodes are there. They're they're on iTunes. They're on whatever podcast service you're listening to. They're worth a listen. There's some really fucked up <laughs> shit that came out really? of our brains. You want to hear about me describing a, a donkey in a blonde wig <laughs> <laughs> doing things with people Los in Mexico. Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rebuznos. <laughs> uh, yeah, then by all means, check out our back catalog. Oh, my God. Oh, that was the worst sell ever. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Porn remakes aside, yeah. Uh, the Rogue One. Have you watched uh, the the Rogue One and A New Hope back to back yet? No. Why? Have you? I have, and i i thought I thought it would affect it more. So I've seen Rogue One twice. Um, once right when it came out, and then a couple months later. And the first time I watched it, I didn't care for it very much. Okay. The second time, I liked it a lot better. I still don't think it's like the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. No. It's not terrible. It's even pretty decent. It's better than the prequels. Uh, yes. It is better than the prequels. Where do you rank um, it against the other new one, uh, Force Awakens? See, a lot of people I heard, I talked to were like, oh, I liked Rogue One better. And I was like, I liked Force Awakens better. Mm-hmm. Um, not by a lot, but but by enough. Um and I, I think the reason that I I felt so iffy the first time I watched 
Rogue One was how, and whatever, hey, again, fast forward if you don't want the spoilers. It basically ends right as A New Hope begins. Right, it does. And I felt, I felt like that, that felt like somebody had come in and changed my childhood. Okay. And I was a little bit annoyed with that. Like, okay, you can't tell me. Okay, for starters, at this point, when motherfucking Darth Vader walks onto Princess Leia's ship at the beginning of A New Hope now mm-hmm. and is like, where are all the plans? And she goes, we're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. I just want him to now, they need to go back and recut that. This is the only time I'm going to say you can recut that. And I need to hear him in his best black guy James Earl Jones voice be like, bitch, I just fucking saw you take the plans. Because he <laughs> did. He can just, like, literally moments ago, watched you get the plans. So you cannot motherfucking come in here and to have that line anymore. It alters that moment. Now, Princess Leia is the shittiest spy in history. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about, the plans. What plans? Those plans or, you saw me or is she get in my hands like seconds ago? Or she's the Donald Trump of spies. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know, but I am going to get you those plans, uh, and they're going to be the best plans sorry, ever. Sorry, Princess Leia, we have actual, like, we have video footage from the no, security. No, that's, that, that's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> that's not real. Hey, hey we news. aren't doing this till next time. We aren't doing this till next time. We aren't, but I, I have to bring up fake news, oh, Princess Leia, who's just like, no, no, that's <laughs> fake news. I don't have the plans. Like, what? <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? I just saw you pick up the plans with your goddamn hands. Wrong. So that part, I, that part, <laughs> wrong. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, I just like that part bothered me a little. The first time I saw it, I was like, "Wait, what? You can't." It, it alters it. It changes that moment. Okay. What did you think? I didn't think about that aspect of it, honestly. Um, I the one thing I would say about, and this is just an assumption of watching them back to back because I haven't really done it, but I can sure. kind of remember the end well enough, and and I definitely know the beginning of a new hope. Yeah. The kind of not William Wallacey, I guess yeah, kind of William Wallacey nature of Darth Vader as he was cutting down people as he was going at the end of Rogue One. Sure. You sure. Know, and I and and we said a couple minutes ago if you didn't want to hear this, skip ahead. So, too bad. Right. But the nature that Darth Vader uh displayed as he was doing that definitely mm. there's a different vibe to it. When you then cut to the original Star Wars, like his 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 just his mannerisms and his behavior, obviously is different. Suddenly, suddenly he's Mister Patience. Like, oh, all right, fine. Exactly. Yeah. So, and but I mean, but that's 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 actually been a regular occurrence with the Star Wars films. Is in the very first one, the big lightsaber duel we have is old man Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, and it's literally like five or six little clickety clackety clicks of their lightsaber before you know mm. he cuts him down and then in the by the time we get to the prequels we got a fucking cg yoda literally like looking like <laughs> the tasmanian devil flying through the air with a lightsaber so yeah. clearly things have changed so that that i think is the only thing that really would have stood out to me as far as comparing the two would be that just that drastic change from from the new age way they were filming and showing this to 1977. Oh, yeah. No, the tone now is all over the place, which it always has been, like you mentioned with the prequels. All of a sudden, you know, he's flippy Yoda, and then later he's like, God, what happened, Yoda? Um, <laughs> it's like, get off Luke's back. Jeez. And all you love is seagulls. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> so, like, it's the greatest video ever. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the end thing with Darth Vader, uh, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. 
man, I don't think I've been that erect in a theater <laughs> in a while. Because, I mean, that lightsaber comes on, and you're just like, oh, shit. What did you think of and his... And then it gets real. What did you think of his little one-liner they gave him? I actually liked it, and I, and I read some people... Uh, kind of were shitting on it, like, oh, they, gave, they had to give him a silly one-liner. And I didn't think it was that silly, but I'm trying to think what it was he He's said. talking about the scene wherein he deals with Death Star HR, and it's that uh, was my least favorite scene in the entire probably Star Wars really? universe. I just disliked everything about the idea. Here's Here's my thing with the Vader. With Vader and Tarkin, all that shit, and Princess Leia, I'm sorry, all of it should have not been in the film, other than that one moment with Vader at the end. Putting Tarkin in it was such a thing. Because, A, yes, the technology is fantastic, but I'm very aware that that's not him. Like, I was very aware both times I watched the films, and it just felt shoehorned in. Like, you could have made the movie without him Hmm. very easily. You could have made the movie without Darth Vader until the end. You didn't even need Darth Vader or Princess Leia. They didn't need to be there. Right, they were definitely definitely more like, you know, self-gratifying moments of look what we can do. It was self-gratifying. It felt kind of a little, like, to again, go with some South Park here, a little bit of member berries. Like, oh, hey, <laughs> remember Grand Moff Tarkin? Remember the Death Star? Remember that? That was pretty dope, right? And I was just like, what? why? I know it's not him. The villain guy they had was great. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy in the little white jacket, I forget his name right off the top. And Ben Mendelsohn was the actor who's really good. Right. I enjoyed that villain. He was fantastic. I was like, please, let him. But then to have the scene where they, like, stop the movie, and go to, as far as I could tell, Mordor, where Darth Vader now lives, <laughs> in with the orcs, and uh, like stop the movie so that Darth Vader can deal with some HR issues. And then what's his? Li- I forget. I forgot. I forget the, line. the one-liner too. I was hoping, but it was it. it was a little cheesy to me. It didn't destroy the movie, obviously, because I still enjoyed it. But I was just like, what? <laughs> like that whole scene, though, to me was very like. Why are we here? Like, I just think the power of, like, having Darth Vader show up with a lightsaber to fuck shit up at the end would have been, like, tripled. If we hadn't seen Darth Vader, people just talked about him like, oh, fuck, you know, Darth Vader's... If this keeps going sideways, Vader's going to show up. Right. Oh, man, you don't want Vader to show up because he will fuck you up. And then just that scene, just... Here comes the lightsaber, and you go, oh, fuck. Because, mm. I mean, we know. We don't need to be introduced to the character of Darth Vader. We're aware of who he is. Right. So I felt that that was, to me, the biggest gripe I had with it was that they kept, like, trying to, like, I liked the movie. I wanted to know more about, like, Jin Erso and Diego Luna's character. I was like, just just give me those guys. And then, like, maybe a little quick guest starring role for Darth Vader at the end. And fine, if you want your freaking Princess Leia moment at the end, dandy. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it. I didn't hate it. Holy. But, like, bring it, dragging the ghost of Grand Moff Tarkin out every <laughs> other scene to be like, oh, hey, remember the Death Star? It was just, like, why? You couldn't you couldn't fully convince me it was him because I know he's dead because I'm a human being with a brain. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't I don't like that. I didn't like that. So, again, that's really like it was like a fantastic Star Wars movie that kept trying to insist that old Star Wars get put in there. My only gripe was they kept trying to throw other Star Wars shit in. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. I want the new Star Wars. I like this new Star Wars you're selling. I like the Jenner. So I like the motherfucking uh, Buddhist Jedi guy and his wacky friend. They had a great cast of characters. Oh, and yeah. They, like, the new characters that I didn't know. I was like, these are awesome. Hey, remember Grand Moff Tarkin? No, I I do. I do remember him, and I, I don't need him. I don't want him. So that was my biggest gripe with it was... But again, everything other than that was fantastic. I liked the characters. I loved them. Uh, uh, Felicity, what's her name? And Diego Luna were fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
that's how I felt about Star Wars. And you know, I, I I'm really excited to get down to Tijuana and watch oh uh, <laughs> Star Wars Rogue One, the remake. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll have to you'll have to report generously on that once you see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've heard that uh, Grand Moff Tarkin is a guy in a sheet who's literally a ghost. <laughs> so just a sheet with some shit drawn on him. So name tag says, hi, my name's Grand Moff Tarkin. Before we go to the future. Sure. And I feel that we should definitely do one of our unseen movie reviews. Yeah, I, they are my favorite. Before that, though, what did you think of Doctor Strange? I've only seen it the once back when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the fuck out of it. It was, to me, the Marvel movies have achieved. Uh, I had a friend say this, and I agree entirely with him. They are like a really good TV show that I'm watching, but only one episode, one or th- th- like three episodes come out a year, and I watch them in the theater. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a TV show at this point, and that's fine. You know, it's not there. It, Doctor Strange was a fantastic episode. They have not made a bad episode of this TV show yet. Yeah. And at some point in the future, all of these characters will wind up on screen together. And God help anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> all of the previous installments who wanders into that theater. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Is there a tree man fighting with a talking raccoon and <laughs> they're friends with Thor, the god of thunder? What the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> if you've not seen, do not watch Marvel's Avengers Infinity War if you have not watched every single installment up until then. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I thought Doctor Strange was was really good. Benedict Cumberbatch was was fun. I was surprised by how funny it was. Right. It was it was a lot less serious than I thought it was going to be, which I liked. Yeah, I think I feel like Marvel has got they've they've got it nailed as far as the right amount of comedy mm. to like still be able to have their heightened sense of drama that they want to do. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like a sitcom formula where, you know, it's, you can have your, you know, somebody in the family's got cancer, but you know, within 10 seconds, you're going to get a joke because it's a sitcom. Right. So yeah. I, I do like that. And I actually watched it twice. I watched it once in theaters and then, I watched it. Um, our friend Alex actually got it and had it on 3D Blu-ray. So I didn't, for some reason, nice. I didn't opt to see that one in 3D in theaters, which is stupid. Oh, it was good. It was yeah, it was amazing. I watched it in it 3D phenomenal here. Phenomenal in 3D. Yeah, my my uh, my t- my TV is one of the last remaining ones I think that does the 3D option. So we I got to see it there and it was amazing. And I I instantly felt so dumb for not having done that in theaters. And I'm not going to make that mistake with any of the the further Marvel movies, they're they're especially they, they're worth it in 3D so far, in my opinion. Especially yeah. Guardians 2. I actually read a thing with James that James Gunn wrote that actually talked about the fact that he intentionally writes and shoots certain elements, knowing they're going to be in IMAX and or 3D. Yeah, the IMAX 3D on the first Guardians was really good. Yeah, that was another one. Like everyone's like the Marvel movies. I feel like you're paying to watch a really awesome TV episode of The Adventures of the Marvel Guys. Yep. Uh, and you might as well watch it in 3D on the biggest fucking screen you can find. Yeah. I did that with Doctor Strange. I went down. I actually was uh, visiting some friends down who were, who were at Disneyland at the time, and we went and watched it at the AMC on the Dis- in oh. Disney Town or whatever fucking nightmare weird village is out in front of Disneyland that's basically a giant mall. Disney has a like a city walk? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. cool. Like It's just this big Disney city. Where mice follow you and oh, say, that's terrifying. Hey, you, 
You want to buy some tickets to the Disneyland? <laughs> You're like, no, get away from me, mouse. Psst. Uh, Over here, I got tickets and cheese. I got some tickets. Y'all want 10 minutes with Minnie? I can make that happen. Like, you just, it's weird. It's crazy. You know. Um, but they have a really great theater and a big giant screen, and I watched it on 3D and went hardcore on it, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Uh, I have not watched it since. I'll probably watch it um, on the tiny screen, and I will probably be less, slightly less into it because, yeah, the 3D was that dope, as you discovered. It is. It was really good. The fight scenes were great oh, with the, the, the 3D. You know, For those of you that haven't seen it, you really should go see it. Uh, well, go see it as in, I mean, rent it from somewhere or buy it. <laughs> I don't know. But it was very funny. It was a great story. Uh, though, okay, I can gripe on one thing. Okay. Essentially, they turned Doctor Strange, and I've never read a Doctor Strange comic, so I don't know if this is what he's meant to be. Is he supposed to be magic Tony Stark? Because he was magic Tony Stark. Well, I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange either. I think that... I'm not sure exactly why you're referring to him as Tony Stark, but well, you go ahead and elaborate on that first so I can actually answer it. Okay. So in the movie, he's a cocky, wealthy, top of his line. And he, in his case, he's a doctor he's of not. He's not actually doctor overly things. wealthy. He's pretty wealthy. I wouldn't put him as a billionaire, but the man gets in a wreck in a McLaren True. Your average doctor but, doesn't get in a wreck in a McLaren. But remember, a, one of his reasons that he has trouble with the like the, the therapy and treatments afterwards, as Rachel McAdams points out, is that he spends money as fast as he makes it. So I don't think he's like he's he's present tense rich only. He's not he wealthy. he's not poor. He's not poor, but he is instantly once he can no longer he, operate. Right. He's he's and he's cocky. Yes. And he wanders around being smarmy and, and pretty cocky to everybody. And then he's brought low and needs to go learn how to be humble ish. And I, I was just, I was literally watching the thing. I was like, they took the beats from the first Iron Man movie and photocopied Doctor Strange over the top of him. And I didn't care that much. But it was very much like, okay, this is a lot. Like, if you watch the first Iron Man and Doctor Strange back-to-back, you'll be like, this seems similar. <laughs> um, you are possibly you, – I, you sound accurate. I haven't actually compared. But it would make sense. And I don't know if that's possibly what the character was. Because, I mean, again, we got to think, at this point, they're pulling in so many different characters from the Marvel Universe that – it's very likely that that is a similar trope they used for the Doctor Strange character. In it is a thing, and uh, while you were in your uh, um, your your coma, yes, I I got into comic books. Did you? I did. I I got into so comic. Are you still watching? Uh, reading Squirrel Girl? No, I passed. I Squirrel Girl was great, but I just it didn't connect with me. But I kind of just I was I went back to the comic shop and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna see what I like because. I kind of wandered around. Uh, I discovered that I like sort of the offbeat comic business, but uh, I recently have been trying to get into, because I'm a huge Superman fan. Really? And so I'm trying to get into DC's Rebirth Superman series. And I say trying, because as far as I can tell, DC just, like, it's not just their movies where they like to try and make you actively hate everything about the story writing. My God. Like, I wa- I, like you have a character I want to like. It's Superman. You could <laughs> literally just have Superman walk across the comic panel, drop trow, and take a giant shit. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll read it. 
I mean, <laughs> fucking Superman. I love him. Christopher Reeve, when I was a kid, was my god. He bought you basically endless credit. You can do anything with Superman except have him fight Batman in a super crappy lame contest, <laughs> which you did. Um, but with comics, I've noticed as I've read through, like the the, I mostly stick to like stuff like Southern Bastards. Uh, there's one called Sex Criminals that's fantastic. I read like the weird like I, I had a friend who described my comic taste as you've got like this weird rapey comic taste. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And he's just like, yeah, it, it, it just seems like you really, I'm an Alan Moore fan, you know, like uh, that kind of thing. So um, trying to read like comics, I've been coming up against this thing repeatedly where I'm like, it's like they've been writing some of these characters for how many, like Iron Man's been around for what, 50 plus years? Oh, yeah. Like Iron Man is at the Simpsons level of basically having done every storyline you possibly can do with Iron Man. Right. And my worry with the Marvel Universe is they're going to hit a point with superheroes where you can only do so many origin stories of the cocky guy brought low. And I'm like, is I, I'm not sure if that's what happened with Doctor Strange. Because, again, I enjoyed the movie. But it did start to feel a little bit, a little bit comic booky to me. Because I was like, okay, some of this seems like area you've gone over before. Like, you're redoing parts that you've done before. Let's see where you're going. Like... I mean, they've been building up to Thanos for like forever, right? right? Yeah. Like they're gonna, we're gonna. That's what Infinity War will eventually be about. This isn't spoiler or anything. No, anyone no, who's watched any of these, they're gonna fight Thanos. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen, and I'm just worried. So they're gonna get to that point. They're gonna have the Infinity Wars. They're all gonna come together. They're all gonna fight fucking Thanos, and then what happens? Are they just gonna start over again? And like, well, now there's another threat to the universe. Like. The trick with all these characters, like, again, we're into the... They've had two Avengers movies coming up on a third one. Though, God, that last Captain America movie really did feel like an Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. Very much like an unofficial Avengers movie. And they're all great and they're all fantastic, but I'm just worried, like, what's... I don't want them to hit the soap opera level of, like, and now Thor has amnesia. <laughs> and he doesn't remember anything and they've got to fight Thor or some shit. Like, like there's going to be a moment where they have to do something else other than get ready to fight Thanos. Well, I will say that they're they're not near that yet. I think that the No, no, they're not there yet. The Infinity War could have been that, but the reason the reason I'm not super worried is first of all, time will tell as far as if they're going to keep doing the same if the origin stories do start to feel all the same. We're going to know that in the next couple years because we've got our Black Panther We've got yeah. our. Uh, I think the Inhumans is still going to be a movie. We Spider Man. Spider Man. Um, Super pumped about Spider Man. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, Might even get it right this time. Well, they have Marvel Studios involved. They'll probably get it right. And True. And I feel like there's another one I'm forgetting right now. But there's another. Oh, uh, Captain Marvel. I think is is getting. Oh you know, yeah. Oh god. They. I know nothing other than who they've cast, and she's flipping fantastic. Three really excited. Right? Yep, yep, Brie Larson, who has been like my like, I've been like, yes, ever since uh, Short Term 12. Man, she is dope. Ever since what? It's a tiny indie film she did called Short Term 12. It's on Netflix. Look it up if you want to get super hyped for Captain Marvel. By the way, the film has nothing to do with superheroes. It's just a really great performance from Brie Larson. <laughs> she plays, a, a, she's a woman who runs a home for disturbed teenagers, disturbed runaway teenagers. And uh, it, it's just about her, like this emotional problem she goes through through this one girl 
and it, it's just it's acting on a whole other level of awesome. So yeah, uh, having her take that level and bring it into the Marvel universe would be kind of dope to see too. So nice. But the one thing that I'm noticing is not only do you have you know your established superhero movies that are that are now like have three of each out already and and are are the right. the, the founding Avenger stuff, but then you've also got the newer ones that are already in the works that are going to be out in the next couple of years. And then you've also got a decent amount like Squirrel Girl, mm. like New Thor and New Iron Man, because I don't know if you followed those at all, but what they've ended up doing have, them yeah. is, I don't I don't know if they killed Tony Stark or if he retired, but Iron Man is now actually a woman. and So is Thor, right? And so is Thor. And so... Just the same way that the comics do it, because the comics don't just. To be, to be clear, they're different people. Tony yes. Stark didn't get a sex change <laughs> operation. Yeah. Neither did Thor. Yeah, it's not a gender identity issue. It's it's literally different people. So how dope would that be? Right. Just to say this, Marvel. I know you're gonna want to turn the Hulk like into She-Hulk. What if it's just Bruce Banner post-op? That would be flipping amazing, and the transgender community could would they, love you for could it. They call her Bruce Janner. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you were so you were so on, on like with me there for a second, and I think you're. I feel like you're ashamed to know me. No, nah, I'm a little ashamed to know you, yeah, but uh, Caitlyn Jenner and all of her yeah. madcap magic. They're not gender identity issues. It is new people playing, like taking on the role of the Iron Man character in the world and Thor in the world. But the comics didn't just do it just one day, like. Okay, here you go. Like they had an arc and an ending to the initial Thor character and then right. a reason why a female Thor came about. So I feel like the source material's there that the movies can just kind of ride that wave. So I don't know that they're going to be too terribly trapped in an and then because the comics themselves have started to adapt and embrace That's a true. whole new society. And that, that would be interesting to, to, to refresh it that way. Oh, absolutely. Much better than the way the DC universe has decided to refresh Superman by being like, he's alternate universe Superman. Which, yeah, I shit you fucking not. They killed Superman again, and now alternate universe Superman is here. Wow. And that's it. Yeah, God, I'm really trying, man. I'm trying so hard to get into Superman comics. But DC, if you listen to this, get your fucking shit together. You know what's really Please. weird is that DC seems to be, as far as the film and television thing, they're killing it on TV. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. they suck at making movies. And I kind of figured it out. What they need to do is basically they need to say, if it is a DC property, Zack Snyder is not allowed to touch it, look at it, or even think about it. Yeah. Because I think he's the common denominator as to why the DC things that suck, suck. Yeah, and he did Justice League, so... Ugh. Pants down, folks. Get ready. Yeah, I'm not, not. Have you ever wanted to watch Aquaman finger Batman's butthole? Because that happens in this movie. I mean, I don't know if it does. <laughs> but I, Zack Snyder, the man who literally once was quoted as saying, "I Batman could get raped in my Batman movie, and that'd be a great thing for me." Yeah. Wow. So I I don't understand like reboots and uh, jump offs. And speaking of reboots, okay, that really Power Rangers movie. What? Yeah, uh, the Power Rangers movie. Have you, is it out yet? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. It's out. I have not seen it yet. I want to. Do you? I'm actually excited you, about it. Uh, here's the I'm thing. I'm so excited. I, I'm going to forgive you for stealing my segue bit because that's my shtick, man. 
I do. It segways. really is. But I've had to do segways. Just been wandering the streets of Los Angeles, segwaying for homeless people. <laughs> I feel like then, if you've not seen Power Rangers and I've not seen Power Rangers, <gasps> unseen movie review. It's time for an unseen movie review, right? Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. All right. So, man, that Power Rangers movie was amazing, wasn't it? Yes. I uh, I particularly enjoyed the part, and I'll just get the the political moment out of the way okay. where they were like, hey, we're going to make a gay Power Ranger. Oh, by the way, she's going to mention off camera her girlfriend, and then never again will that be talked about. Wait, is that? Take your fucking bullshit and walk it back across. Is that actually a thing? Oh, yeah. No, that happens in the movie. And I, I, I am not a member of the gay community, but I know quite a few people in the gay community who were like, really? You you want like there's this thing Hollywood's doing now where they're trying to pander to the gay community. They did it with the Beauty and the Beast film too with LeFou. They're like LeFou has an exclusively gay moment. That by the way, the wording on that exclusively gay moment <laughs> is that's the press. That's the Disney press release. And that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> an exclusively gay moment sounds like that one time I got drunk in a bar at WeHo and a guy kissed me. That's an exclusively <laughs> gay moment. LeFou randomly dancing with a guy doesn't isn't a isn't a blow for gay gay rights or like hey look we made a gay character no you didn't you didn't do shit and neither did the Power Rangers movie they didn't do shit because they've got this one scene where the girl's like oh hey yeah like somebody they're sitting around a fire talking about lady problems and they're like oh man you you and your girl problem or guy problem the, to a girl the the whatever color ranger she is some colored fucking ranger whoa and they're whoa, like oh. easy there racist grandpa <laughs> some colored <laughs> ranger she, <laughs> god I, I didn't realize how terrible that sounds <laughs> but it does sound terrible i think she is actually a latina actress oh god um uh, i know our show continues well, to just go straight down the we'll see you next year folks <laughs> <laughs> that was great see you in another I'm, year I'm folks gonna get back in my coma now but, uh, you know, and then, like, they turn to her and she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, they say something like, it's one of those moments where they're like, oh, you're having boy problems? And she doesn't say anything. It gives them a meaningful look. And they go, girl. And then the music, they might as well have a trombone that goes, wah, wah, because that's <laughs> it. That's all they say. That's their gay Power Ranger moment. So, anyway, sorry to get on my political soapbox. It just, it very much irritates me that all of a sudden people are trying to sell things to the gay community by like, oh, we included you, but in the most least way we possibly could. Yeah. You didn't include anybody. As for the rest of the Power Rangers movie, the moment when the Pink Ranger shits everywhere <laughs> in that hilarious, that hilarious cafeteria scene where... Um, it was Taco Tuesday. Uh, it was Taco Tuesday, and they say that right, right before the scene. They go, uh-oh, it's Taco Tuesday. I wonder if Kimberly's going to... <laughs> shit her power tights <laughs> and then she does i thought it was interesting I, I i i think it was a little bit of a lazy move to literally just have the power rangers when they were in the high school scenes to be wearing their full power ranger suits minus their yeah. helmets and then they like had like t-shirts on over their suits like yeah that uh, like duh we all know yeah i mean it's kind of like how, you know, that's like Clark Kent in glasses, only lazier. Come on, we know yeah. we know what you are. And it's like we know, and then to, to make them not get into the outfits until like almost the end of the movie, to like they tear off their clothes, and they're like, guess what, we're the Power Rangers. And literally everyone gives them that look like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We've known. Yeah, that was We've a known since Kimberly lackluster. duked in the 
we, we knew when Kimberly Duke did in the fucking cafeteria that you were a Power Ranger because you blasted that tray <laughs> 40 feet into the air with your power powers. Is that what they have? Power powers? Power powers? See, this is going to be great. Uh, you know what? I will take the hit for the team and go watch this movie. Uh, I want to see it. I don't, I don't know jack shit about the Power Rangers. I oh. did not watch them. Girl. I've never seen them. Girl, I let, me, let, me, let me educate you. So okay. I, I don't remember actually as much as I should, but I wait, know wait though. Wait a second. Yeah. What if before our next episode you go see it and I go see it yeah. and I go watch it knowing nothing? Okay, I won't tell you anything. I mean, I don't know why they're the Power Rangers. I don't know how they're the Power Rangers. I just know they're the Power Rangers. That's fair. I go see the film. You I assume you know the Power Rangers. I do. Well, at least what I can remember of the original set. I know that they are still on TV, and I feel like every year or two they reinvented the type of Rangers they were. So I don't know right. the whole, you know, catalog. But was it like Captain Planet at all? Or were they like I'm the power of no. blue? No, I'm it the was. Power of pink. It was. They were just different colors represented by different dinosaurs, but there wasn't a different element. I'm sorry, dinosaurs. Do you want to know these things? No, no, I don't. Right. No, nah. I just I did not know dinosaurs were involved. Oh my god, I cannot wait for you to watch this movie. I don't know if it's still going to be <laughs> dinosaurs or if it's going to be different animals, but there will be some form of uh, animal connection, robot-y do, thing. Did they turn into that? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. We'll find out. Um, I I was gonna go. See, I was pondering seeing the movie anyway. Um, because I love Elizabeth Banks. Like I. Oh yeah, she she's the villain, right? Elizabeth. She is the villain known as Rita Repulsa, yep, Rita Repulsa. which is so not true because she is nothing as Repulsa. Yeah, they made, her, they made her hot. I will say, once you watch it, look up some original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episodes if you can find them anywhere. And if you can't, just look up images of what Rita looked like on the original show. Holy shit. Not, not Elizabeth Banks. Now, Roseanne Barr trying to do a god-awful Madonna impression circa 1988. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I almost want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that a reality show? <laughs> it was. It got canceled. It was on CMT. Roseanne Barr's failed audition for Rita Repulsa has <laughs> been amazing. Um, so anyway, this movie we haven't seen, I give it 17 dinosaurs out of a possible 18 because it was so that's, great. That's generous. You know, I, I, I have to go a little lower on this movie that neither of us have seen. I feel like when I didn't see it, it mm. really didn't quite capture enough nostalgia for me, but it somehow came yeah. across as feeling like it wanted to. Like I felt you like You know, they were did trying. you see it in three D did you did you not, not see it in three D? I did not, not see it in three D. I did. The part where literally nostalgia E, the the fifth ranger or how many are there? Five. Well the seventh ranger. Six. The seventh ranger, nostalgia e, literally like his hand like reaches out of the screen and it unzips your pants and just again, gives you the best hand job ever. Wow. And he's like, hey, remember, remember the Power Rangers? <laughs> it's really good. It's a great moment. Very satisfying. And you're like, oh, thanks, nostalgia. The what did you the think of ranger. the giant floating head of Zordon? Um, a, I did not know who Zordon was, but later. After I knew who he was, I questioned having him do Hamlet's entirely to be or not to be soliloquy over the top of Metallica's cover of Go Go Power Rangers. Nice. 
I love it. Hence why I love that you know that Go Go Power Rangers was the song though. Ooh, interesting thing about that. Once upon a time, I used to be a college DJ back in the days when we were in college. I had a radio show. I did too. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I would play basically any type of music except for metal music because I fucking hated metal music, and I especially hated when some stoner motherfucker, because I had the 12 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. show, (laughs) and I used to get phone calls from stoner bastards who'd be like, play Master of Puppets by Metallica, which is like a 10-minute Metallica song. And I'm like... Dude, I have three hours to play music I like. I'm not sitting through ten minutes of your stoner fantasy. So just to piss on them and make sure they did not call me back, we had the soundtrack to the TV show of Power Rangers, and I would play. I'd be like, hey, this one goes out to the guy that called and requested Metallica, Master of Puppets, and I would play the ten-minute version of Go Go Power Rangers, (laughs) which was on that album, and that was my F you to Metallica fans. That's funny. I also did a night show. I actually must have, I don't know if we were in the same time frame, but my slot would have led into yours because I did the 9 to midnight. and Oh, nice. That's a good slot. Now, I think mine was a couple years before yours because I, I was doing it even before I was in college. Well, and if you remember the the whole FCC rules and regulations about playing things with swears, was uh, yeah. ten o'clock was the cutoff. So I had the mm-hmm. I had the fun of having a show that existed in both realms. I had an hour yeah. where I was beholden to certain things, and then I had two hours where I wasn't. And one thing that I started doing because I was I did it like once a week or once every two weeks on like Friday night. And sure. so what I would do is I actually celebrated that ten o'clock time stamp, if you will. Mm. regularly with uh, George Carlin's seven dirty words you can't say. Nice. Yeah. That was uh and so that was literally it was like that was um, that was my my heralding in of the the FCC the swears. Nazis have gone to bed and we're gonna we're gonna be able to play some swear words. Between nine and ten, how much Frank Sinatra did oh, you actually play? so much. Yeah, I so, so so much. I I pushed that rule of how often you could play the same artist within a time frame. I pushed it to the limit, and I would supplement it with like Michael Bublé and Harry Connick Jr. and Dean Martin, and like mm. yeah, no, I had a very, I had a very classy program going on up until George Carlin, for and then just <laughs> for one for hour, one hour, senior citizens of Legrand were like, "Hey, this college radio station's key." What the and hell? Just <laughs> and then just went the other way. Yeah, no, it was it was good times. I will. I want to ask you this because I'm asking you because I have a, a story, I guess, to end on because we're running out of time. But I'm curious: Did you ever have to do any of the PSAs from the PSA binder? I sure did. You did? Okay. I was very good at them. So, well, I d- was not. I because y- usually, you know, there was posters for some some kind of event or function going on. Yeah. And so we would read off those. For those folks that are not familiar, when you're running a radio program, you have to do a station ID call out, which is when you say the, the name and station number, and you have to do that, I think, every hour on the hour or something like that. Yep. Um, yep. But every half hour or hour or something like that, we had to also do... Half hour. Every half hour, we had to do PSAs. So yep. it usually was... Hey, the Glee Club has their upcoming performance, and da 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 da, and that was your PSA. But in the event that you didn't have something like that, they were kind enough to offer us this rather large binder of PSA material, very dated. It was, mm. it was. I'm not sure where they pulled most of this from, 
But my personal favorite moment, because I didn't have to go into this book very often, I just was flipping through really quick because I realized I needed to say something as soon as the current song ended. And I go to it, and I start reading, and I didn't have time to read it first. So this is a cold read live on the radio. And I remember I had a friend in the room with me, and I am reading it, and basically it ended up being a PSA that was talking about not even the merits or the dangers of, but just the existence of a surgical procedure in which people would replace their fingers with toes. So people that like had fingers that had been lost or amputated would get toes sewed onto their hands. Okay. And it was so bizarre that it struck me as really odd and random that it'd be in this book as I'm reading it. And so I got in my head and realized how absurd it was and started to giggle. And of course realized now I'm talking about people that have having a serious surgical procedure and I'm doing this as a PSA, I shouldn't be laughing, and I think we all know when you try not to laugh, you laugh harder. <laughs> it's worse, yeah. And so I literally went into a laughing fit where I had to turn the mic off and slide away from the table and just, there was a good 30 seconds or more of dead air wow. preceded and followed by um, me dying of laughter. <laughs> Because of the About these poor people, the toe to finger procedure, as they called it, or toe to hand. Fantastic. Yeah, toe to hand. I was that real, or do you think somebody put that in there as like a ha? This will get him. I have no idea. I'd like to. I'd <laughs> like to research it now. If there's a way to do that without images coming up, because that. Yeah, no, that that does sound kind of Trumpy. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, good for you. I'm glad you <laughs> made it through it and didn't offend everyone in the entire. I'm, you know, I I think in the Grand Ron Valley there were probably not that many people that had had the procedure that were listening. That's probably true. I think you're okay. They probably couldn't still, tune the dial dang. with their little toe fingers. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't change the radio station anyway. So problem solved. What about you? What's the craziest thing that you had happen while you were running that show? Um, I actually was on a friend's show. He asked me to come on. His show, which was like a three to six, three p.m. to six p.m. show, Ooh. and it was around Valentine's Day, and I went on and I was complaining about how lame Valentine's Day is, and some very attractive sounding girl called into the radio station and asked me out on Valentine's Day. Wow! Like straight up gave me gave me her number and everything. I was like, yeah, call me. We'll go out on Valentine's Day, and I did not go. What? Come I on! I didn't call her. Didn't call her. Uh, that was very. It was very strange. Very weird. Um, how old were you? Be honest. Oh, I was probably like 19, maybe. Uh, yeah, I was 19. You hadn't figured out how girls worked yet. I was pretty much terrified of girls for most of my life. Still am. I was going to say. Even though I'm married. You're married, you still Even though I'm married, I still pretty much. I hide. I, I actually haven't seen the wife in a while. I hide in the closet and just like, oh, God, what if she doesn't like me? Oh, maybe <laughs> I'll go hide in the closet. That's, so that's ironic that I would hide in the closet and we talk about. Yeah, I was going to leave that one alone, actually, for you. <laughs> That was low no, I think it's even that better. That was low there you go, fruit. folks. That was that was my exclusively gay moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, LeFou. Well, on that note, we are out of time, but we will be back in a couple weeks. And it, a fair warning again, it will be our more heavily political episode because there's been a lot going on since we were last on the air. 
It's true. Uh, a lot more political, but don't worry. There will also apparently be Seth explaining to me what the fuck I just watched after Mighty Morphin oh, Power Rangers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think we uh, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some 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 other entertaining tidbits just so that we're not can, full on. Can we the call blaze. that episode? We haven't even done it yet, but can we name that episode the Mighty Morphin Fake News Rangers or something? <laughs> like we'll see. We'll see what comes up. But yeah, very likely. Very Fantastic. likely. But. Uh, as always, we do want to thank you very much for listening. Those of you that are new to the show, welcome. Those of you that listened before, hey, we're back. So sorry for your loss. And, and all of the you that were wildly offended, we're sorry and goodbye. Yes, yeah. As you leave. It was nice to nice knowing you. But as right. always, you can find us on Facebook. We've got the Downstairs Neighbors page there. Also, feel free to email us if you'd like us to talk about something. That would be downstairsneighborsband at gmail.com. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I put Seth in the coma after I told him to come to him. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. This has been a Dry Run production.